the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to I Real Estate. As you most likely know, because everyone talks about it, everyone wants to know about real estate, and uh, it's a universal language. They don't. I don't care if you're renting, you're buying, you live in a tent. It doesn't matter. Everyone likes to know about real estate, and I find myself always having conversations about what's my house worth. Is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? So we're here to do answer some of those questions and many more. You can tune into our show live Saturdays at am970theanswer.com um, or the mobile app, am970theanswer, iHeartRadio, iTunes. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at dottieherman.com. If you have any questions along the way, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. And even if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your question. Leave your email. Of course, my co-host for the first hour is our resident legal expert, attorney Stephen Ebert. A partner with the prestigious firm Kasson & Kasson, located in Western and all over the country. He And he always, I mean, he, I call him a walking encyclopedia. There isn't a question he doesn't know about law. Okay. Good morning, Stephen. Good, good morning, Dottie. Good to be with you. And we both want to wish everyone, this has been a week of Passover and Easter, uh, of, of two very big holidays. And, of course, the kids are off from school. Uh, so we want to just wish everyone a great and a healthy and a happy holiday. Oh. At 11 o'clock, we'll be joined by Tom Drew. Tom Drew is the regional sales manager at Citizens Bank, and he'll be joining us to discuss what's the latest in the mortgage world. You know, Stephen, there are so many things I can talk about, and other, you know, there's just a lot of real estate I can talk about, and I will say that Normally, the spring market starts the first of listings that come out because people feel, oh, I, I'm not going to put my house on the winter. I'll put it on the spring when more people come out. And this year, there's not that many listings, uh, not because people don't want to sell. It's just because people aren't moving. Okay. And so we've had a shortage of listings across the country. It's not just New York, which is making sales, keeping sales decline. And I had a two, uh, a couple of uh, questions that actually through social media that people ask me, what should I been do? What should I do? I've been looking for a house for two years and I keep on missing out. There's no, I said, well, that's because there's no inventory. So for those of you who are trying to buy homes and are having a hard time, just two tips of advice. You got to stick with it. You got to be on top of it. When your broker says something comes out, You've got to go right away. You can't. You can't take a second because there's not a lot of listings, and if you, and and so therefore, there I would believe there'd be much more, many more sales if there were. But hopefully, over the next year or so, they should open up. So that's just my tip of advice because it's spring. I know a lot of you are looking. Just stick with it. Find yourself a good broker, and make sure. That you're on top of it, and when the broker says go see it, see it 
ASAP. And with that, I, I, I really, with all that's been going on, I just think this is so important because um, it's been a really historic week in New York. Um, we could not have a show that didn't discuss what happened at 100th Center Street. Of course, this is not a political show, uh, but Stephen represents, you, Stephen, you represent a lot of international buyers and sellers, not to mention investors. How are they feeling about what just took place? Thanks, Dottie. And you know, of course, happy Passover, happy Easter to everyone. And I wish everyone to have a wonderful holiday and a great spring break for the kids. And this is where you really get a sense of your space when you have the kids and families and friends visiting during the holidays. And you see if you have enough or not, um, which is a whole topic in its own. But I'll tell you, Dottie, you know, you're exactly right. What kind of message are, are we sending when the world tunes in and sees what happens? And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I've seen a lot of communications from clients where, you know, it's, re it's a real question mark and twisting their heads of, of really what's going on. Um, you know, it, it's and, and I think we need to look at it in a very broad way. It's not just the battle between Trump and Bragg and where this case goes. And what I'd like to do, Dottie, is take a step back and tie this into some recent news that we've seen in the last week. And what we've seen in the last week are some economic trends that I want to point out. Yeah, I would because, again, this is really not about Trump, or it's about what this kid, what this president can do going forward for the for all of us. So I think you should start from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and I'll tell you exactly right. I mean, it, some of it you see some from international political sources of saying. I wonder what the U.S. State Department would say about our country if we did the same thing. And that's that's a real something where that's out there and that's a sentiment that's out there. And what happens is when people want to invest, they look at the whole system. It's not just a matter of do I like the building? Do I like the people that I'm working with? But what do I think of the system as a matter of laws and opportunity? And one of the key foundations in the U.S. as an investment market is that people know systematically we have a very mature system of justice. Now, let's move beyond what we saw this past week. I think for the business world, people still have that impression. But I'll tell you, you're putting a few dents, you know, a few chinks in the armor when you have events like this. and. This ties in with some other news, which really I find bothersome, and this is the role of the dollar in global transactions and some news with China and Brazil and Saudi Arabia and Iran. And Dada, I want to tie this together because I think it's so important. You know, it's one of those obvious things that are in front of you, and you don't realize it until you don't have it, right? You know, you know thinking about the holidays, you know, so many times you'll go to an event, to a holiday, you'll have, you know, a, a key family member that always hosts, and you go there year after year, and you have, you're like, oh, I know this dish, and I always, you know, I go into that house, I can smell the, the, the wonderful dish, you know, and that reminds of the holiday, and then, and you do that for years, and all of a sudden, one day, maybe somebody gets sick, and they can't host anymore, or something happens, and then all of a sudden, you realize, oh my goodness, I had this for all these years, and now I miss it. And that's a comment we need to discuss about the dollar as a reserve currency. You know, it's something that we sort of take for granted. Let's and say that. if it changes, yeah. Now, I heard the news this morning, Steve, and they said somebody, I, I, I'm sure, I think it was uh, somebody said, well, you don't have to worry about the dollar going away for a while, or at least in the immediate future. But it, it does sure seem like... Uh, that the president is kind of pushing it a little bit. You know, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but it looks like they're trying to go there. And let me ask you, Steve, if the dollar would go away, what's, what is, what, so people said, well, what does that mean to us? So we don't, we use different currency. Yeah. I think it yeah. says U.S. in a bad well, way. First, 
Well, first of all, the idea that we're having, and I just want to say one more point on this, and I'll get into the substance. The idea that we're even having this conversation is earth-shattering. So at the, at, at the end of the day, even if nothing changes, the fact that we actually are at, and, and I think things will change, but the fact that we're having the conversation shows that there's really been some fundamental change in the way things are working. And, and this ties in a few ways, so let's, let's talk about it. The idea is that for decades, really since World War II, I mean, that's really where we've had an economic system that's been in place. And when you hear things like the World Bank, when you hear about the International Monetary Fund, you hear about how countries trade, the dollar has been the currency of choice in a few fundamental ways, which has a real impact on how our markets perceived the value of the dollar, which then ties into people investing. Remember something, Dottie. If let's say I'm an investor from Italy and I'm buying a New York apartment, the return I make on my money is not just the value of the New York real estate that I invested in, but the fact that I moved my euros into US dollars. In doing the transaction. Oh, right. And right. there's two parts to my investment. And if we, even if the real estate market does well, if we lose some of the underpinnings of the value of converting euros to dollars or yen to dollars or pick your currency of choice to dollars, right. then all of a sudden that affects people's rates of return, which could impact their interest in investing. So that, that's a very important point, number so, one. Just to condense that, because I don't think, and I don't think it's that people aren't smart, I just think they just don't think about that. That when a foreigner, and by the way, again, I don't want to tell you that New York is made of, the foreigners are starting to come back, and New York City, especially in some other big cities, have a lot of foreign interests. They are buying real estate. I used to say, how can we let everyone buy real estate in the U.S. and New York and they don't let us buy real estate in their countries? But in any event. Um, and you know what that, and, that, and Dottie, you know what, I, I don't mind that for a second. You know, I mean, if people, when, when people buy U.S. dollars and they buy US, U.S. real estate, you know what they're saying? They're giving you the biggest compliment they could. What they're saying is, even though I live over there, I'd rather have, I, I trust you so much, I'd rather you have my hard-earned money. So it's a big compliment. No, well, that's true, Stephen, because I would always ask a lot of the foreign buyers, well, why are you buying here? You know, other than people who were here for business or came here a lot for business, they'd say, well, they trusted it here. And they took their money. They would tell me that in some countries, I won't mention which ones, that if you said, if they didn't like you, or you said something that they didn't like, they would make a law up and just make it up, and they would take all you. They could, they could take all your assets overnight, and there was no judge or anybody that was going to stop it. So they felt that getting their money and moving it here, it was a safe place to invest. So you're and, right. And Dottie, you're absolutely right. And look at the reaction, right? Look at how we handled the banking crisis with. Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, when things went bad, ultimately the U.S. government said, we're going to make sure this is taken care of. I want to contrast this. I'm not looking to pick on a country, but contrast this for a second. I think it was like about five to seven years ago, there was a very big banking crisis in Cyprus. And a lot of Russian investors had money in, Cyp in Cypriot banks. And what they said one day in Cyprus, say, look, we have a problem. So if you have more than X amount of money in the bank account, anything below that you can keep, anything more than that, we're just taking it. And that was used by the Cypriot government to really confiscate a lot of Russian funds that were deposited there to solve their banking crisis. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a, you, you can't understate how, how scary that is if, you, if you've earned that money. Well, it's scary all over. I was just reading, Steve. I just want your opinion on this. Um, I can tell you what the what I've read, but I don't. You know, I, everything's an opinion. A lot of people now, Americans, are saying, "Hey, 
maybe we should take our money. You know, this put the jitters in people. Not that the U.S. didn't do the right thing and made everyone whole, but it still put the jitters in people. And I was reading a story that a lot of people, Americans, that have money in smaller banks are saying, hey, maybe we better go to one of the big four or five. At least they have a lot of funds. And of course, they was you know they and they were saying that that's what's going on right now, that people are nervous, uh, even though they bailed everyone out, and they're saying maybe we should go to like you know one of the major four or five banks. What's your you thoughts? Know, well, first of all, never fight the last war, and and I say that because when there was financial contagion in two thousand and eight, I remember all the people saying, "Oh, these big banks." Where's Lehman Brothers? Oh my goodness, Citibank. We don't know if they're going to survive. The government owned like a third of the bank for a number of years, and now they're in phenomenal shape. So the thing I, I warn clients, I say, look, don't fight the last war. Don't say, oh, we can't do this now because of that. We have this issue because of that. Look at the hearing now, and this is about having the right experts balance things out. And Look, some people were trapped. One of the issues with Silicon Valley Bank, and it was a smart move by the bank, was they had a lot of venture capital startup clients, and they required that they keep their operating accounts at the bank. So that was part of the deal if you wanted to have the financings and so forth. So what we're going to see is, I think, again, a slight rebalance. And, And, you know, just looking today in commercial real estate. Some banks are taking a little bit of a step back because they're trying to see where is the market going, and but people always fill the void. If you fundamentally have confidence in something, which you should, people fill the void. So what happens? The commercial banks maybe are stepping a little bit away. All of a sudden, we're hearing about how insurance companies and their investment funds are allocating more money for commercial real estate. So keep that in mind um, that. As things change, look to see who's adjusting to fill in that void. Um, but Dottie, what I want to get to is a few pieces, and it's going to be a few pieces, and I'm sure we're going to take a little bit to explain, on this special role that the dollar has, because the dollar really is the most global of currencies. So even though we're pointing out concerns, I still want to point out where we are today and what to be on the lookout for and how it interacts with the market. So number one, Dottie, is a reserve currency, right? Every government has money in reserve. Some of it's effectively in cash, gold, other assets, real estate, et cetera. So right now, Dottie, even after everything we're saying, approximately 60% of all the reserve currencies held by countries, and we're talking about about 190 countries in the world, about 60%. Are in U.S. dollars. So let's That's- put this in perspective. Europe is under twenty percent. Chinese currency is under three percent. So there's about a twenty times amount in U.S. dollars versus Chinese currency as reserves held by countries. So if we're talking about trust historically and consistency, the dollar is still there. It's the preeminent currency. So that's number one, and I want to make sure people understand that point. So the good news is that even with some of our bumps and bruises that we're going through, we have a very, very long history of being that reserve currency that, that countries are working with. That, that's, I think, number one, Donnie. Um, but then number two is how does this systemically work in trade? And this is where I want to go. And, and I want to explain. So what's happened historically is that a lot of times countries had to convert their currency into dollars and then convert back. It's like a common language. Imagine that the U.S. is the global ambassador for currency, right? So imagine, let's say, China and Saudi Arabia had to do an oil deal. Saudi Arabia was going to sell oil to China. What the Chinese would do is they would convert their currency, the renminbi, to U.S. dollars, then use U.S. dollars to pay the Saudis for the oil, and then the Saudis would effectively convert that back to the real, their currency. 
And that's how historically this has happened. And what I want to talk about after the break is exactly the challenges to the system and what it means. And, and more that, after the break on this point. Yeah, and I would like to, you to go over how that affects the how that affects us. Because most Americans don't even realize, a lot of Americans don't really realize it has an effect on us. So I know we have a break. We'll be right back. You won't want to miss this. It's really important. And it affects everyone. It's that time of year again when we show appreciation to the ones who matter most. Why not make this Mother's Day a brunch to remember and your Father's Day barbecue the talk of the family? DR Catering can make your family gathering one of a kind. Want small and intimate? Let DR show you how to do it best. Had something more extravagant in mind? DR Catering can provide event decorations, entertainment options, and equipment rentals. From your menu to your decor, DR Catering takes your concept and makes it reality. Known for their fresh ingredients, DR Catering takes pride in not using processed or packaged foods. You'll get a homemade meal every single time. Call 201-673-7380 to inquire or email Dominic at drizzo at drcatering.com. That's 201-673-7380 or email drizzo at drcatering.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significance on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. This is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman and host of Eye on Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. With spring here and the warm weather coming, we are going to be outdoors more and we want to look our best. You have heard me talk about Hemp Leaf. It's an amazing line of skincare products that are natural, vegan-friendly, and cruelty-free. I have tried many skincare products, but Hemp Leaf is by far the best. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, and totally hydrated. I think they are the next big thing in skin and body care. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in it. Visit them at hempleaf.com. That's www.hempleaf.com. At checkout, enter the name Dottie and receive 10% off at hempleaf.com. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're going to continue our discussion, Stephen, about the dollar as reserve currency, a little about inflation and how it affects you. Thank you, Dottie. Yeah, so going back again 
it's critically important to the United States and the world of the U.S. dollar being a reserve currency, both in what these countries are holding in their financial reserves, but also as a conduit to trade. A lot of countries, when they're trading, they don't trade their currencies to each other. The U.S. and the U.S. dollar specifically has been the accepted intermediary to complete the transaction. So again, before the break, Dottie, what we're talking about is, let's say, China buying oil from Saudi Arabia. Right. The Chinese, their currency called the renminbi, they would not give that currency directly to the Saudis. Rather, the Chinese would trade their currency to U.S. dollars, then pay the Saudis in U.S. dollars. They would get the oil, the Chinese, and then the Saudis would have U.S. dollars, which they would convert to their own currency. So a lot of times when you hear the expression of petrodollars, you know, oil dollars, this is what's going on. The use of the U.S. dollar as a means to get these trades done. Now, Dottie, countries, specifically China, have been trying to undermine that market. What they're trying to do is say, let's work directly and cut out the middleman. And the Chinese have been um, dealing specifically with the Saudis. And then also, like just last week, they've had a lot of discussions with Brazil to do the same thing. China is Brazil's largest trading partner. The U.S. is, I believe, their second largest trading partner. And trying to change how countries trade has all sorts of influences culturally, where countries look for um, political um, influence and future development. So this is a real interesting struggle going on right now, Dottie, that ties the political with the economics. Um, and it has repercussions as to where countries look for leadership, which could mean where people invest. But I, I maybe I'm in, maybe I misunderstood. But as you know, I wake up, I go to bed late, I can't sleep, but I wake up very early. So I'm always listening, and I'm a news junkie, so I'm always listening to news. Now this morning they were talking about countries that are going to try to use a different currency that are going to try to like get together and you know that they you know that it's they were defending it they were saying don't worry you don't have to worry the the US dollar is going to still be it which of course is true but just the fact that countries are talking about it and even even though i don't really it's not going to happen they're trying to have meetings about it and thinking okay it says, I mean, I, I get worried about where this country's going or what, maybe not where it's going. But I know that when I was young, my father, as, as most parents and most people my age, parents were all in World War II. So they were very patriotic. And in the U.S., it was it. I grew up, that U.S. is it. I remember when I was in college and I, my, my, my professor said, oh, you know, we all grew up with propaganda. If you're in Russia, you think that's it. They give you propaganda. The U.S. gives you propaganda. But in any event, I'm concerned with how the world is seeing us. You know, you know, and, and look, every country, everybody screws up here and there. So I don't. But I'm just concerned in how we look. Like we were started off by talking about what happened with, and it's not about Trump. It's just that it never happened in history. I mean, that's what we thought. We had a monumental week, an historical week that never, ever happened. And I have to tell you, some of Trump's people, people that hated him, like Secaucus and a lot of people that hated him, really said what happened was not right. How, and, 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 and I wonder how the world is looking at us. Well, I think, Dottie, I think that hit the nail on the head. The issue of this week, that is just one example of a much bigger trend in concern. And again, you're, you're exactly right. When people, you know, there's a certain matter of awe and confidence of the U.S. And, you know, it's amazing to be here. And so many people say, I want to go there, right? You know, the reason that we have, let's say, an immigration issue, people want to come here. 
right? You know, other, some countries don't have it because people don't want to go there. But when they see examples like this, the question marks start popping up. And when it comes to the reserve currency of the world, it's like dating or being married, right? Right now, we, our role, the U.S. dollar in economics, is like being married. But we don't want to have that divorce and then just being one of many that people might date. And that could have big repercussions. And Dottie, I want to take this from the global financial markets and bring it back home to our listeners, because here's where this plays out. Shoot. As being a global reserve currency, as being a currency in demand, that allows us to take certain steps. Now, Dottie, we have been spending like crazy as a country. Yes. Just to give you a couple of numbers. Now, I know we got to be fair because inflation, a dollar today, wasn't the same as it was 20 years ago. But I want to give you some numbers. In around 1998, now we're only talking federal. We're not talking New York State, New York City. We're not talking about the MTA. We're not talking about other states. But U.S. federal debt, right? Just that alone. In around 1998 is when we crossed the threshold of our federal government owing $5 trillion, 1998. Then in 2008, 10 years later, we crossed the threshold to $10 trillion in debt. Now, what are in, we at? Well, I'm getting there. I'm not done yet. And then oh. in 2015, five years later, we crossed the threshold of $20 million in debt. And then in 2021, roughly, we crossed the $30 trillion debt threshold. And at the rate we're going, the way we're spending, we're going to cross the $50 trillion debt if we don't change how we're doing business within the next 10 years. Now, Dottie, what does this mean? Well, if we are the reserve currency of the world, we have extra breathing room because people are invested in our currency. But here's the difference, and, and, and it's not quite the same, but if we're look at a country like Greece and, and Cyprus when they have their fiscal issues, the economy went all upside down because of inflation and all sorts of other issues. When we're a reserve currency, we have more wiggle room on deficit spending and the amount of debt that we have. If that starts changing, our deficit spending, the debt that the government's carrying, we're in a very, very different system, and that affects decisions that government can make on what they can spend and what they can spend and what they can do. And that starts tying into the level of services we have and tax policy. So this all really starts coming home very, very quickly. I know I'm just trying to break it up so that the, uh, that people get that because I have to tell you, uh, I don't, I don't say I'm around people all the time and, you know, they just don't think about it. They think about mostly, I mean, they hear it. You can't not hear the news. Well, matter of fact, so many people are tuned off to the news because it's been so political. They don't even listen to it anymore. Uh, I just feel people live very much in the present and that, you know, that's kind of what they look at. And I think that we all have to step back. And I'm not saying to live, you know, not to, to go crazy with all this stuff. But I really think people have to pay more attention to not just what's going on at the moment, because if affecting you at the moment it doesn't mean it won't in five years to come and i don't try to and neither do you see put any of my views on one but you should know what's going on because eventually one day you wake up and you say what happened well it's exactly it's been happening and i know daddy we're coming we're coming back to a break again but when we come back we'll, we'll tie this all together with inflation and the real estate market Hi, Kevin McCullough. You're listening to one of the Salem radio stations here in the New York City tri-state area. And every year for the last 10, we have gotten together at this time of year, right around the Holy Week Passion season, and we have said, hey, can we make a big difference in some people's lives? 
Anitra from my good friends at Food for the Poor has joined us. And Anitra, this is an important thing for people who have literally nothing to eat today. We're talking about a mother who woke up this morning and looked into the eyes of her children as they cried and said, Mommy, I'm so hungry, and knew she had nothing to feed them. She can't go to our neighbors. They're in a similar situation. She can't wait for government assistance. There are no social services that are going to rescue her. So she cries out to God and begs him for a single day's food for her children. While meanwhile, in New York, you are making a gift of $144. That means that mother and her children are going to eat two meals today and tomorrow and next week and next month. I feel like we have a front row seat to see miracles happen, to see transformations happen. I hope you feel the joy when God invites you to be a part of a story that he is telling where darkness is being replaced by light, where despair is being replaced by hope, where hunger is being replaced by the security of knowing they are going to eat every day for a year. Here's the phone number, 855-919-4673. That's 855-919-4673. Or click on the banner at am970theanswer.com. John Wiley and Sons Incorporated in Hoboken, New Jersey, seeks a principal software engineer who will serve as a member of the Scrum team and work with peers to define the scope of the sprints based on the input given by the product team. Qualified applicants must possess a bachelor's degree or equivalent in computer science, computer engineering, or related areas, plus five years' experience in job-offered or related positions. Telecommuting may be permitted. Interested candidates should apply by mail to S. Kraminsky, John Wiley & Sons, Incorporated, 111 River Street, Hoboken, New Jersey, 07030, and reference job number 20376 forward slash 141. JSW is an equal opportunity employer. We evaluate qualified applicants without regard to race, color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, disability, veteran status, or other legally protected characteristics. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Today, the fastest growing religion is no religion at all. Do you think religion is good for the world? It only causes troubles and war. This is Kevin Sorbo. In the new movie, Irreligious Nation, my family and I travel to Israel to explore our faith and how lack of religion is affecting our culture and society worldwide. If God exists, is he even relevant today? Is God obsolete? Watch Irreligious Nation at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you know, time goes quickly when you're uh, having fun and you're talking about such interesting subjects. So, Stephen, we've been talking about the dollars, reserve currency, how countries trade. What's going on with our currency? And I think that we can continue to talk about that next week, inflation. We will we will start to talk about that. Uh, but I want to just get back to what I started to talk to you about in the beginning. And it's not so much of what happened this week that was a first. It's never happened in our country before. We talked about how how other countries see that. But more than that, I want to talk how that can affect an average person. I mean, what kind of precedence did we just set? And I've listened to people who hate Trump, Dukakis, Bush, people that actually hate him, okay? But they all were pretty unified on an issue that what happened really could change 
our constitution and what's really allowable. What's your feeling on that? Well, I think, Dad, I think you stressed the most important thing and the reputation of America, and this all really ties in together, being a nation of laws and a nation of justice. And when a case is being brought against anybody, I don't care if they're famous or if they're just the, the ordinary man in the street, a case should be brought and they should, number one, know what they're being charged with. And the thing that bothered me a lot as an attorney is when District Attorney Alvin Bragg gave his press conference shortly after the indictment on Tuesday afternoon, and one of the reporters, and I believe a reporter from the New York Times, so we're not talking about a, a, a marginal paper. It's a pretty big paper. Um, and, and they said, can you explain what, he, what the crime is? And I'm paraphrasing here. And Bragg said, I don't have to get into the particulars of it. I don't have and to, to me, that. say what it is. It is what it is. And he didn't even, and, and there was not a paper. Now, I heard the comments from the New York Times. I heard the comments from me. From major papers who generally are not, are anti-Trumps, there was not one paper, not, not one paper that agreed with what just happened. And I don't think we have time for it to really get into it today. But I have to tell you, it's disturbed, it, it, at least personally, it might not have disturbed a lot of people, but it disturbed me because that could happen to any one of us going forward if it's allowed. A absolutely. Look, I I'm an attorney and attorneys, we're licensed by the courts, we're officers of the court. And before we are liberal or conservative or reactionary, progressive, pick your adjective, pick your politics, there is something that trends pol transcends politics. And the district attorney, regardless of their political affiliation and, and who the other side is, there should be a process. We call this procedural due process, right? People should expect the same approach regardless of who it is, rich or poor, conservative or liberal. We like you. We hate you. Doesn't matter. People should expect a consistency and a thoracene process. And it is very hard to get that feeling from what happened. Now, maybe that will change, but right. from the whole way in which it's being laid out, it that that is highly problematic. And this sends, and again, doesn't matter who you voted for last time and who you want to vote for next time. This is the, this is a bigger issue. The, the the world is watching, and I know that sounds very trite because we hear so many times people say the world is watching, but the world is watching, and they're trying to see. And I'll use a line from, from District Attorney Bragg. New York City is the business capital of the world. He mentioned that. And, and, and part of going over the indictment, it's the business capital of the world. So people should have good business records. Okay, I agree. That, that, is, that is not a controversial statement. We are the business capital of the world, and businesses should have accurate records. However, is that really playing out? You know, I'll tell you, if you want to talk about statements, I want to go back to Jamie Dimon for a second, who is the head of J.P. Morgan Chase. When right. a couple of years ago, he was asked about the business records from China. They said, what do you think of the economic reports out of China? It's a couple of years ago. He was on a, in a conference and he said they have numbers. He didn't say they have accurate numbers. They have good numbers. They have numbers. And right. I would never want anyone in the world to say, what do you think of the American legal system? They have lawyers. They have courts. I'd never want to have anyone else say that about us. That's and that all ties in together on just the kind of system we have as a beacon for investments. Now, to make the comparison, some people might say to make those comparisons are a bit unfair. And, and, and yes, I mean, I am, as a lawyer, I am very, very proud that my law license is from New York and New Jersey and other states in America because we really have an amazing legal system. So I want to be very clear on that. We do. But the, I don't want anyone to even have a moment of time where they entertain a question mark on the system. And that's what I feel has happened. It doesn't mean that necessarily there is, but now all of a sudden people are taking a step back and they're, and they're, they're thinking a little bit about it, what's going on. 
And, and that really bothers me a lot. And I think this is a moment where people need to take a step back and say, these issues are all tied together. The dollar, the court system, all this is tied together because we have the greatest system overall in the world and in history. And I wanna make sure people understand that going into the future and we don't even have the appearance of a scenario to even ask a question. That's the level that I want us to be as a country. And that's the reputation we have. And that's why so many people all around the world, when I hear them, they want to invest. I can tell you, all of them, they say, well, I don't want to invest in this country or that country because you guys handle it this way, right? Even in Canada, wonderful country, when they had too many foreign nationals buying in the country because values went up too much, they said, well, we want to stop foreign nationals. Never on the radar of this country did we ever say, oh, we don't want to let people buy. Oh, we don't want to do this. And that's what's amazing about this country. No, it's an amazing country. Look, there's no country, there's no person, there's no anything that doesn't have its bumps. So, you know, that's life, you know. So this is a bump. And we we have a lot of time for the outcome, okay? And I think a lot's going to happen in the next seven or eight months. I just feel that, at least for me, and I'm talking now my own personal opinion, it just made me stop and think. And it wasn't about Trump, whether I like him or I hate him or whatever. It was just about how do you make charges on someone when you don't even tell them what they are? Okay, and that the only charge that you're gonna try to put somebody in jail for is that you know he might have had some who knows what happened 20, 17 years ago, but he wasn't even president then. And if you go back to anybody's past, I don't care who it is, they're gonna have something. And if we continue to do this to politicians, you won't have anybody run. Nobody good will ever want to take office because they won't want to, even if they can withstand it, they won't want to put their families through it. Um, And I think that it's important to have great leadership. And I just feel that some of the stuff that's going on is is going to stop, not only with just what just happened, it's going to try to stop people from who really could be great leaders and would like to, but they think, oh, my God, then they're going to bring dirt into my family. Dirt. Well, I, I cheated on a test when I was in kindergarten. Uh, you, so I think it's important that there's got to be some, We everything should be transparent. But then there's lines. That's all. And maybe that's yeah, just I, I agree. And then also, Dottie, if it is in one sphere, it can infect the next sphere. For example, if people say, oh, we're only going to have political justice for politicians, right? And again, thinking of this broadly, at what point do uh, people say, well, there's a political issue that seeps into the business world and then the same thing starts happening, right? You know, this is where I'll give an example. I mean, I don't smoke. I don't like it. It's not my thing. I've never smoked. But when it's still, it's a legal activity, right? Right. You're allowed to, as long as you follow the rules, you can buy and sell and smoke cigars or cigarettes and let alone now about marijuana. That's a whole nother conversation. New York. (laughs) But if, if, yeah, but what if, you know, you start saying, well, to banks, don't make a loan to companies that engage in legal behavior, right? We might as a country say, well, we'll make it illegal one day. Okay, fine. But today is a legal product. And when you start saying they get treated differently in a system, it's not a stretch to say if we can maneuver the system in politics, it starts moving into businesses, right? Because certain businesses we like more than others. And we need to, and justice is about consistency. Every person, every company, every activity is treated in the same way, regardless of who the one is engaging in it. Consistency. You know what, Steve? I think you should run for president. I like, I like, <laughs> I think it's brilliant, but I also like how you think, because that's really what it's about. And of course, look, there's always some politics, and but as Americans, that we're all treated equally, and at, at least we're, we're 
you know, there's always some prejudice. There's always going to be biases. But at the end of the day, legally, we're all treated equally. And I, um, look, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's far down the road. And maybe nothing, okay? But it's just the whole process. And I just just want to make sure. And I, and, I, and I have pride in our country. It's just like I started a movement about New York because, you know, some people, like, I was in Florida. They're like, oh, yeah, well. We're out of New York. We're gonna we're we're gonna be in Florida now because you know this this and this. And I'm like, I I posted. I'm a loyal person. I'm a New Yorker. I I love the city. And when things go bad, and it didn't get, after the pandemic, and the city was not what it was, I desert it. Okay, I stick with it. Okay, you don't desert somebody, whether it's a person, it's a friend, it's a colleague, or it's where you live. When things get a little rocky or a little rough and has bumps, you don't desert them. And I'm just feeling that at this point now, we all have to come together. I don't care what political persuasion you are. And just, as you said, Steve, just do the right things. Well, I'm optimistic, Daddy. One thing I would say, you'll see it time and time again in the history of our nation, is because the country is so amazing and has such wealth and such opportunity, people get complacent. You're right. And not that I ever want to have anything bad happen, but sometimes some we need to, as a people, get grabbed by the collar and shaken up a little bit and say, hey, wake up. Wake up, sleepyhead. And, you know, hopefully I think the best thing that can come out of moments like this is we say, you know what? We're, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. There's still amazing opportunities. I'm dotted. I can't tell you every day we're doing new contracts, new leases. There's oh, things going on all the time. Millionaire has made money here from nothing. You know, it's a land of opportunity and it still is. I just want to make sure it stays that way. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.